KXSF LP San Francisco 102.5 FM. This is the Friday Morning Frequencies. Thanks for coming along and tuning in. And today we have Mr. Idris Akamora celebrating today's release of Afrofuturistic Dreams. We're going to dig into some tracks. We're going to maybe have some improv solo. We're going to dig into maybe a little bit of the history of the pyramids and and Afrofuturism and all of that. But all that being said, this is KXSFLP San Francisco. And thank you to our frequency partners, KSFP, San Francisco Public Press, for holding it down for the last six hours. And now you got us, San Francisco Community Radio. I want to let you know, too, in just maybe 15 minutes or so, we're also going to talk with Kim Shuck, our seventh poet laureate, an incredible artist and bead maker, one of the poet co-leaders and initiators of a project called Manifesting Differently. And we'll dig into that. It has its opening this weekend, so timely. And this is appropriately enough for that theme. Moving on, featuring Jamie Allensworth with the wonderful Jungle Fire. KXSFLP San Francisco, 102.5 F.
KXSF LP San Francisco 102.5 FM. This is the Friday Morning Frequencies. Thanks for coming along and tuning in and uh, supporting us when you can. I want to give some props to one of our supporters. Old Jerusalem is proud to underwrite KXSF 102.5 FM, a small family-owned Mediterranean restaurant with a beautiful heated outdoor patio. Old Jerusalem is 16 years in the heart of the mission. Their West Bank cuisine is a traditional spread of Middle Eastern delights ranging from lamb mansaf, shawarma, kebabs to vegetarian dishes, falafel, and homemade hummus, plus their famous dessert, kanafa, made in-house on a traditional cast iron griddle. You can check them out at www.oldjerusalem.co or visit at 2966 Mission Street at 26th, two blocks from 24th Street, Bart in San Francisco. Thanks, San Francisco Community Radio, KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Let me tell you what we heard in this first little set. In the back, Adrian Young, Ali Shahid Mohammed, and Marcos Vade, of course. 
from Brazil. A gente volta a manta, a manha, sorry. Uh, from their Instrumentals 2021 release on Jazz is Dead. Before that, a new, new soul singer from um, Some Are Brave, this new release. Uh, the track Spiraling. Daniel Ponder, uh, incredible new voice on the scene out on NME Records. Before that, uh, from Dominica, Yasser Tejeda, but I believe living in Brooklyn now, Yasser Tejeda and Palotre del Otro Lado. Um, self-released from 2019 before that uh, to begin our Friday morning and good morning with Jungle Fire moving on a, a single they just put out in fact and uh, thanks for coming along again uh, we're excited to have uh, momentarily Kim Shuck in the house uh, the poet and leader, uh, one of the co-leaders and initiators, the lead poet and artist of Manifest Differently. And, uh, but I'm gonna play a track to begin and come back to, to her in a moment once we get the Zoom set up. KXSFLP San Francisco, 102.5 FM. I think to begin this. Maybe a little. One, two, three, hit it. A brand new step. Take a big step to the west. Take a little step to the east. Thank God for an activated mind. So jump back below for redemption over time. Polar opposites all coming together in the sunshine. All the rainy weather. Choose your battles wisely. Enjoy liberation. Lifetime is the test. So prepare your dissertation. Take a little step to the east for freedom and for peace. Take a big step to the west. Disconnect in order to maintain a high level of self-respect and polish for your brain. If you're feeling lifeless, you can resurrect your feelings from the ashes. Fire for a brand new step now.
And that, of course, is Angelo Moore and the brand new Step. One time from San, from San Francisco in the area, from Centuries of Heat. Brand new Step. And uh, I am honored uh, to be on the Zoom with Kim Shuck, our seventh poet laureate, as well as an incredible bead worker, as well as a uh, poet and, and poet leader and manifester of this new project, a year-long project called Manifest Differently with Megan Wilson of the Clarion Alley, uh, the uh, Clarion Alley Mural Project. Kim, how are you? I'm good. Let's get your voice up here. Turn down the music. Ah, yes. Community radio, in effect. How are you, Kim? It's nice to see I'm, you again. I'm good. I feel like the last time we saw each other, we were both wearing masks. This is probably true. Mm. We, we might we might think about it today as well, given the air quality, but. <laughs> I have the door open here, kind of, but, you know, that's, anyway. Mm. Um, so tell me a little bit about Manifest, Differ Manifest Differently. It's an amazing idea, a year-long um, collaboration with 83 artists, right? Amazing thing. Uh, it's um, 38 artists mm. plus uh, a group of youth artists plus advisors, and I, it may actually be up to 83 people at this point. Um what it was, was uh, Megan and I were part of a different project called Wall and Response. And um, we ran into um, a situation where there was a miscommunication on, on a pretty large scale, not between us, but between some of the, um, a couple of the folks involved in the project. And we thought, you know, um, Different communities just don't talk to each other enough. Uh, fundamentally, communication is the way forward. And so the idea was that this project would be different communities affected by Manifest Destiny, um, which we all have been. All communities in North America have been and elsewhere. And uh, that we would invite a bunch of artists and poets visual artists, word artists that we respected and liked their work and could work with and that we just invite them to respond mm. to that. What do you need people to know? How do we change the dynamic and just not give it any more real guidance than that? Mm. And uh, so far, the results have been spectacular. So yeah, you had a couple of events already, some some readings and a, a, sto a storytelling kind of presentation mm -hmm. and workshop with um, Mary Jean Robertson. I'm getting that right. Another mm -hmm. Cherokee um, storyteller and poet and 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 word worker, um, as well as this coming coming uh, uh, event on the this is this is coming the the big opening with with murals with poetry is coming up this um, Saturday. Which is tomorrow. Which is tomorrow. Good Lord. <laughs> Which is very frightening. <laughs> um, yeah, we have uh, uh, from noon to about five, we have music and poetry and um, 
some explanations and decodings, but also mm. 10 new murals on Clarion Alley. That's amazing. Mm. So if, if folks don't know, the Clarion, Clarion Alley is a, a wonderful mural arts project in Clarion Alley, which is between, runs between Mission and um, Valencia on uh, between 17th and 18th, closer to 17th. Um, mm -hmm. and, and just an incredible community uh, curated project and outpouring of visual art and increasingly a place where people come and do um, memorials and do um, uh, poetry and, and spoken word and, and all kinds of gatherings. Um, so I wanted to kind of just back up and for, for folks, I mean, it's hard to imagine people went through American history classes without knowing about American uh, Manifest Destrine, but perhaps I'm, I, I'm, I'm being optimistic. Tell us a little bit about that background. I mean, it is, a, it is kind of the underpinnings of, of both American expansionism and white supremacy. And tell us a little bit about how that works. And, and well, the I mean, roots, it's a big question, obviously, but. Yeah, no, it's huge. I mean, the roots of it are in uh, a piece of um, a, a papal decision made by the Borgia Pope um, that was called, um, among other documents, it wasn't even named. <laughs> and the premise was you could take anything that belonged to uh, any non-Catholics that you found in the Western Hemisphere <laughs> that um, because we were godless, you could have all of our stuff and our bodies if you wanted and, you know, our labor and whatever else. So it sort of has its roots in that. And then it becomes a sort of, which sort of becomes a doctrine of discovery and then ends up getting codified later on as uh, manifest destiny. The premise being that um, Christian Europe uh, had a, res a responsibility, not just a right to to come alter everybody's life paths and take things over and um, plant their flag and do their things. And, and it's affected everything. <laughs> No doubt, and and so I mean we're we're talking you know both both historical a, a reclaiming of historical fact and a, and a, and an examination of that as well as a deep a deep kind of attempted at generational healing in this. Obviously, it's not going to be done in a year. It's going to be done in a with with a project like this. But it's a good step. Tell us a little bit about who you've invited and how that how that process. How you expect that process to go? I know there's an incredible um, website and interactive thing that's going to be developed, and you know it's not mm -hmm. just about witnessing poetry. It's about tell me a little more about all that. Yeah, so uh, manifestdifferently.org um, is a beautiful uh, sort of telling of what we're working on that R.J. Ramey put together, um, obviously in collaboration with us, but. It has bios of all of the artists of varying description. We invited, well, mostly it was uh, people that we either really wanted to work with or people who we'd worked with before and it had been particularly successful and we wanted to expand the dialogue. So um, I, I can't name all 38 people off the top of my head, but um, in terms of... Uh, in terms of tomorrow, we have um, the man who is now the Poet Laureate of El Dorado County, Stephen Meadows. He wasn't when we invited him, but he is now. 
who is um Ohlone from um down near uh um Big Sur area, and then uh, Linda Knoll, who was Poet Laureate of Ukiah, who is Koyankawi, um, up north. And um, I'll be reading, M.K. Chavez is the MC. we'll be reading uh, Dana Rod. Um, and we wanted people to be responding to one another's work, and that was practical in some cases and not in other cases. Um, so Dana Rod and uh, Katayun Barani um, worked together on one of the murals. Uh, Dana's writing is sort of the background of a mural involving the violence, the current violence against Iranian women. Basically, it's a lot of pointing to our work and saying, this is where it hurts. And so we need to be gentle with one another. If we're going to be in community, we need to be gentle with one another around these issues and maybe maybe activate together to try to make some change in these areas. And that was the initial thing. Because obviously, you're right, we're not going to solve these problems this year. <laughs> but... But, you know, if you don't start, you never get there either. So doing anything is is probably a good step. Um, there's a fabulous mural by uh, Biko Eisen Martin of QR Hand. Um, yeah, right. Um, and there's just it's it's 10 new murals. There are a lot. There's a lot of gorgeous work. There's one of my poems up um in the alley and um Megan's beautiful flowers that people will know her for if they know her work at all and it's uh it's sort of like standing in a Venn diagram of hopes <laughs> just sort of in the middle of a whole bunch of prayers all at once it's kind of great there are um we some of the uh, specific places that we have a lot of things going on, ATA on Valencia, uh, the Minnesota Street Project starting next year. There's a poetry reading at Book Castle on Cortland on the 30th. Um, but you can find out about all of that on the website. The uh, Also, we've got an incredible um, woman who's doing uh, the social media aspect of it. So you may bump into um any of this stuff on you know my uh instagram or on facebook or you know you can encounter it in a lot of places but if you're you know old school sort of like i am i have an instagram account i don't do a whole lot with it um I, you know so if you're if you're looking the website is probably the best place to go and it is manifestdifferently.org mm. mm. So part of my contribution to this from an art perspective is that I've written a poem every day starting in January. Um, so by the end of December, that's a fair old whack of, of poetry. <laughs> and then, um, so yes, I'm doing some of my, what uh, what Jenny Davis calls my my poetry, um 
events, I guess, just piling up words and, and we'll see how that goes. Um, so yeah, there's that, there's a, there's that healing aspect, but I think action beyond just basically trying to translate for each other is maybe a next step and not part as much of this one as, as it will be of something further down the line. Yes, I should turn myself on. I love the idea of translation for one another, how we, you know, we, we it's kind of laying that groundwork for real communication, real understanding between between folks of, of, of all races, of all, you know, of, of, of every kind of difference that has been accentuated by manifest destiny and by kind of the policies of exclusion and otherness. One of the new... Um murals actually is is sort of lovely and basically what it is is words that say hire trans folks hmm. you know so right. <laughs> i think there are within different pieces of art suggestions about how change happens um you know uh what's what's each person's perception of uh of how to shift the paradigm you know, and uh, it, I think that's kind of what art's about generally anyway, yeah. you yeah, know, is seeing things from a different perspective. So it's just sort of activating that. But having so many people working in a similar direction, I think it can't help but change a little bit of the gravity, you know. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So again, we're talking with Kim Shuck, um, one of the artist, poet, um, activators and leaders with Megan Wilson of the Clarion Alley Mural Project. Um, and a big, a big project of independent arts and media working with 38, I got the number right, diverse and multi-generational artists um, to interrogate the history of Manifest Destiny. And that begins this Saturday on, um, on, on uh, the 23rd, 12 to 5 p.m., uh, with a, with a, a land acknowledgement, with poetry, with with um, interaction, and with new art on Clarion Alley between Mission and Valencia between 17th and 18th. So, you know, if you're in the neighborhood, you should drop on by all day. It's going to be amazing. And if you can't make it tomorrow, you should go by and look at Carolyn Castaño's work in the window of ATA. Ah, there you go. <laughs> So are you guys going to take over the ATA, that gallery, or that um, window space for a while? Is that a kind of part of the project? We have a couple of people scheduled to have their work in that space. Nice. Carolyn's is up there now, I think. Um, and, yeah. But, you know, we're, we're going to be at the Beat Museum coming up, doing poems. We're going to mm. be at the, the, forgive me, I didn't name it, the Latino-Hispanic room in in the main library nice. downtown so nice. you know lots of places to catch up with us lots of things to do and and the murals on clarion alley are available whenever you find a moment to get there yeah well um thank you again kim again it's it's manifest differently.org and you can find schedules there and and as well as you know just showing up and and uh talking to the muralists tomorrow, talking to the poets tomorrow, um, engaging in that Venn diagram of hope there at, uh, at, uh, at 18th and uh, Valencia. Well, actually, on Clarion Alley between Mission and Valencia, 17th and 18th. 
Um, is there anything else you want to say, Kim? Do you want to? I, I hesitate to ask you for a poem, but uh, I don't know if you're prepared <laughs> that way. Do you want a poem? I have a poem. Oh, I, I you know, I always love your work, and uh, I suspected, so I did have one. Up oh, right on. on <laughs> I, I, I was like, Kim, be the leader and the and the, and the advocate, but but <laughs> really, your poetry is a big part of that. I have to say. Thank you. Okay. You know how the deer on Market Street are with their stoplight eyes, picking their way down old runoff paths past the disappearing, relocated indigenous women. The ravens are here to sing us visible, drumming on their collection of upended pots and industrial buckets. Don't you tell me how we've changed. We were right there near the department store, near the burial sites, singing the ancestors. This isn't an abstract gesture. It's not a schoolroom exercise. There are predators here, and the maps of safe passage change every day, and the wind comes up in the afternoon. Don't you tell me how we've changed. The roots of this hill have learned what to call us just about. Our clothes collected for the festival, our family members taken to who knows. You might just sit down and listen for a change. I'm not part of your curriculum. We're a whole other thing. The light reflecting off the miles of glass. How many feet deep was it? Can you hear the water like shattered windows piled just like them, just there where the tall buildings lean like stealing? Mm, beautiful as always. Thank you for that. <laughs> that that Thank little you. circle in the Venn diagram of hope. I'm gonna, I, you know, I'm going to keep using that one, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was down there. Megan uh, talked me into doing a little painting on one of the walls. Excellent. I don't paint. And I was sitting on a tarp like just on the pavement there in the alley, just feeling that that was true with people mm. painting around me, just kind of going, this this has to be hope, right? Because you don't do it if it's not. It can't just be despair. Exactly. And, you know, creating that hope within the, within the thing Your of despair support. is pushing those Venn diagrams out. Anyway, I, I really want to thank you, Kim, for reading for us again. Um, this has been Kim Shuck, our, our seventh poet laureate, and the initiate one of the initiators with Megan Wilson of the Clarion Alley Music Mural Project of manifest differently an interrogation of, of manifesting of, of of manifest destiny, but creating legacies of hope against those legacies of inherited violence and trauma and and everything that that represents. So thank you so much, Kim. Come along to, Can to Clarion Alley. Come along uh, tomorrow, Saturday, 12 to 5 p.m. in the Mission. Thanks so much, Kim. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know where to go from here, but maybe I'll play some music, and then we'll come back. This is KXSFLP San Francisco 102. And how about this? This seems like an appropriate thing. Thanking the Earth, Carlos Nino. Uh, and friends here in KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM.
If you're awake at 10 o'clock on a Saturday evening, listen to my three-hour show, Mawkish Twaddle with Bob N. EDM, Modern Country, New Metal, Blues Rock, Dub Techno, Ska Punk, Jam Bands. You won't hear any of those things. You'll hear other things. Mawkish Twaddle, all songs carefully screened beforehand for expletives and blandness. Saturdays at 10 p.m. right here on KXSF, San Francisco. Ah, thank you, Bob, and yet another incredible show coming your way this Saturday. And, uh, you know, I also, also want to let you know that uh, support for KXSF comes from Open Mind Music, a haven for record lovers since 1994. Henry at Open Mind believes music soothes the soul, inspires change, and makes us move. So come on down. 
Open Mind has a wide variety from ABBA to Zappa, funk to punk, bebop to hip-hop, including new and used LPs, vintage turntables, local art, and your chance to meet Roxy the Doxy. So yeah, check him out. Come on down to Open Mind Music, located at 5521 College Avenue near Rockridge Bart in Oakland. Thank you, Open Mind Music, for supporting San Francisco Community Radio KXSF. Dot FM. Let me tell you what we heard. We just heard new music from Skip the Needle out of Oakland. Their new release, speaking of Afrofuturism, has walked in the door. Uh, Manifest Destiny, The Breakout, from Octavia of Earth, Volume 2, a suite of music for Octavia Butler. Uh, before that, Carlos Nina and Friends. Let's go on with this. This is from... New music from El Bujo out of Colombia. This is Brujeria featuring Bombas, uh, Bomba Stereo's Lee Slame. KXS, stay tuned for Idris Akimor coming through around about 11 o'clock. Excited to go into Afrofuturistic dreams. KXS FLP San Francisco, 102.5 FM.
fire rites of penance. Body drenched in blood and feathers, intestines, symbol of offense against the Forth animal of sin bearing. Whip him to flee. Whip him to flee. To outer darkness. Whip him to flee. Whip him to flee. the darkness whip him to flee whip him to flee to outer darkness to outer darkness KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. It is just past 11 o'clock, 11.02 to be precise. And I am honored to have with me in the studio today Idris Akamore, alto and tenor saxophonist, composer and founder of the legendary jazz and world music ensemble Idris Akamore and the Pyramids, just celebrating 50 years as a band and celebrating uh, today's release of the wonderful Afrofuturistic dreams. Really, uh, we'll dig into all that, and uh, welcome, Idris. Thank you for coming through. Oh, it's been my, ple- my pleasure being here, Bob. I really appreciate uh, your invitation. Oh, man, it was really nice. And again, we're listening. You, you are the shaman mentioned here. <laughs> yeah, the shaman of, of Afro, the Afrofuturistic group in my, in my book, for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I definitely uh, can relate to that, shama, my sh- being a shaman and, and uh, just the whole idea of a griot, African griot. It's all a part of my past and my future and my present. Excellent. Um, so tell me a little bit about, we're going to just leave Shaman playing in the background. Such a really wonderful track um, from last, from 2020's um, Shaman. 
And, uh, you know, we, we had you on the last time was via the miracle of Zoom because pandemia. And, yes. and you know, we were all in masks and you were... You were you honored us with a sax solo via Zoom, and maybe later today we can do a little improvisation as we chat about the album. Um, tell me a little bit about you. Just came back from a big tour of the East. You're playing the music, had the 50th year. How does it feel to be um, kind of entering this new era of the pyramids? It's uh, it's remarkable. It's exhilarating. It's challenging. All of the above, but more than anything, it's it's it's, it's, it's uh, basically I, I love I love what I what I'm doing, mm -hmm. and I love the music, and to be able to continue to play this music on the level that I'm playing it on. We were uh, in uh, New York, NYC, in Brooklyn at at public at public um, records, public records, which is one of the main spots in Brooklyn. You know, and they always say, you know, you, you if you can make it in a New York, you can make it anywhere, but being there and being and having such an amazing reception kind of confirmed that we, uh, the band and my music is still on the cutting edge. We are, you know, in that rarefied area era of uh, a legendary um, legacy band that, that is, is looking at the future, even though we have a long past. Uh, and from a public from uh, Public Records, we then went to Philadelphia for a two-nighter at the uh, with the Ars Nouveau uh, nonprofit organization presenting us at the Painted Bride Art Center. Mm. And having a two-nighter is always is very, very wonderful because it's rare in America that you normally get like two nights, like a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah. But they hosted us for Friday and Saturday. And it was 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 uh was wonderful. It was really wonderful being able to play, being you know, being able to play some of that music for the first time on the East Coast mm. uh, from the album. We did a, we basically did music from all, all four of the Strut albums, which included uh, "We Be All Africans," which was the first album that I was uh, uh, contracted to do. Uh, I've been with Strut on contract with them since about 2015 16 mm. with the release of uh, we be all africans followed by um, an angel fail in uh 217 218 mm -hmm. and then uh, followed by shaman in tw uh, 2020 so afrofuturistic dreams you know is uh the fourth studio album with strut records and i'm really happy that it's it's a departure from all the other albums. It's not it's not like any of those other albums because you know this is the first time I wrote for a, a large ensemble, right? Including uh, a string quartet and uh, additional horns and additional vocalists. Yep. So it's a very much of an expanded uh, uh, company. Uh, although uh, s several of the cuts were also. Uh, dealing with the sex, the septet, but most of it was very was all orchestrated and a uh, larger ensemble. Yeah, I mean we we we, we talked about starting off with nice it up, but I you know th talking about writing for the string ensemble, Truth to Power is such an incredible track. <laughs> Um, we may have to play the whole album. No, I don't think I can actually <laughs> do that, especially in the time allotted. But um, 
Tell me a little bit about the, the process of creating this album. It's a, it's a new vision forward, and, and much like Shaman, it does feel like a, a beautiful suite, a, a, a procession and a progression of, of, of narrative, of, of, of song. Tell me about how that, the writing, I know it started in Pandemia Times. Tell me about making this album. Well, uh, yes, it was really uh, basically uh, composed over this period, two to three years. And although the uh, although it was composed, some of it was composed during the, the pandemic. The pandemic necessarily did not um, uh, outline the album. The album was outlined and and envisioned from within myself, within my own creative uh, creative universe. And certain of the tracks were influential, or maybe somewhat inspired. Uh, by what the whole world was experiencing during that time. But there were other tracks that, that basically transcended time, space, energy, mm. you know. And um, But more than anything, this was the rebirth, or I should say the... Uh, and, the, and, the and it was a uh, expansion of me as a composer. I've been composing music basically my whole, almost yeah. my whole life. Starting... You know, Yellow Springs and in, in with Cecil Taylor, studying with Cecil Taylor, composing with the, the collective in what, mm -hmm. 1973? 71, 70, 1970, 71. Ah. 71 was the album, right? We have a collective out. The collective has their only, the f only a live album out on, on Strut right now uh, called Idris's, Idris's Dream, which was recorded, in live, was recorded live at Antioch College in the August 1971. Mm. So, yeah, com composition has always been a part of my 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 palette however um it, it during this whole last two or three years it's become more so it's become much more uh um involved i've studied uh um one of the softwares of uh, finale mm -hmm. which enabled me to to do large scores and kind of upgraded my ability to put my work um on paper mm. for documentation and for performance um, so having basically doing a lot of composition since so, so since we were all so isolated in many ways during those those years, but um, it all came a lot of it came from uh, someplace completely different from the pandemic, completely different from uh, what was going on. It came out of a, a kind of a universal connection to the to uh, something larger and, and more spiritual mm -hmm. than any of anything that was happening in relationship to that. So, yeah, I feel, um, I feel like I've grown immensely as a composer and instrumentalist mm -hmm. during this time. And Afrofuturistic Dreams, I think, is, a, is my, my kind of my, my launching of putting all of this together as a uh, just... Of where I am right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a legacy. We talked back at the 50th anniversary on air a little bit about this, but just the the legacy of of um, of creating the pyramids and then going to Africa, going to Lalibela. We're hearing Lalibela in the background right now of uh, the the, uh, the temples and and uh, the Fra Fra people in Ghana and kind of digging into those roots and sort of expanding that. Um, 
kind of creating this Afrofuturistic vision. And I wonder how you see that continuity from from digging into the time with, with the collective and with, Af- with with the pyramids going to Africa in the 70s, returning to San Francisco, and now with an album Afrofuturistic Dreams, looking so broadly and deeply into the future. Yes, I, I, I see it as a I see it as a continuous. And in ethnomusicology, they have this uh, this uh, concept called the timeline pattern. Mm. A timeline pattern is some is a basically could be a a rhythm or a melody, but it kind of transcends. It goes uh, from A to Z. It transcends a time space, you know. But it you can see it. A timeline pattern is something like you see it in the African Americans' music. Uh, uh, over the years, continuing in a different form. And so I see uh, my timeline pattern as being uh, uh, basically emanating and originating uh, from those early years in the early 70s, even though before the early 70s I was in my study mode, serious study and learning, and I met my, my guru, my mentor, uh, the P- Professor uh, Clifford King, mm-hmm. who had played with Jimmy Lunsford and Jelly Roll Morton, he was in Chicago when, right before I came to Antioch. I found him and began an intense study in the technical aspects of the alto and, alto and the tenor saxophone. Uh, and he took me to a place that was uh, allowed me to depart, begin my departure as a composer and as a performer. So I see that period of uh, 69, 70, up until the present day, as a continuation, you know, um, uh, and study period, but uh, the collective began my, you know, my first major band in 1970, 71, and then of course, uh, 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 graduating from that collective to uh, Cecil Taylor Black Music Ensemble in 71, 72 to play with Cecil and his ensemble and the Black Music as students. Uh, from Antioch College because Caesar was in residence for over over two years, and I was for, <clears throat> fortunate enough to uh, call him my friend, and he was my other mentor, and uh, that was an amazing learning experience. And then we departed for our year abroad, which is a whole nother story. Going to Europe to form the pyramids, playing all through the Netherlands and Holland, and then going for the nine months in Africa. Maybe a good time to talk about that, uh, think about, uh, and maybe get into the track, uh, one of the tracks. Um, you know, there's a, so many influences weaving through this album and, and such an incredible sort of progression and such an interesting, you know, uh, uh, meld of, of, of influences and of different rhythms and musics and thinking about the track Nice It Up, which we talked about a little bit off air. You talked a little bit earlier about your sort of time in Jamaica, and there's a whole there's a whole Afro-Caribbean vibe there, the nice and up the party. Tell me a little bit about your time in Jamaica, the influences bringing these various diaspora kind of elements into your music. Yes, well, I, I consider uh, Jamaica my second home that I, that I had for many years because my parents, uh, uh, through the graciousness of my, my, uh, my uh, older brother, uh, they were given a, a present to go to one of their first air, uh, 
out of the country experiences to go to Jamaica for a vacation. Mm. And, and this was in like maybe early 73. And my mother and father were there and they fell in love with it. And subsequently, through hookah by crook, they bought a, basically bought a piece of land and, 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 and a villa. Uh. And so from 1973 all the way up to about 94, uh, we had a villa in Jamaica, mm-hmm. right outside of Ocho Rios, which is uh, um, also very outside of uh, Port Maria, between uh, Ocho Rios and uh, Port Maria. Mm-hmm. And so that, I had a, I had, it was a very coming of age time for me. I mean, I was like just just married but you know also at some point i was you know was in, uh went through a divorce so i had a kind of a whole musical upbringing i went to jamaica i learned all my tunes in one vacation there i spent five weeks there and all i did was play uh, play standards uh. <laughs> in my in my parents yard at the yard you know yeah, around yeah. around the almond tree and go. i would get up very early and i just go around play play standards by myself around the almond tree. But then I met a bunch of uh, Jamaican musicians. And one such uh, encounter, basically, because uh, at that time, you know, one of the main way- ways that many Jamaican musicians made a living was to be in a hotel band. Right. Because that was almost a little bit before uh, third, uh, third World was, a, was, 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 was happening. Right. But it was like, you know, it was, you know the, your normal local Jamaican musicians, the way they made a living was really in the hotel. So you were playing with Tony Williams of, yeah. of, of Third World. Absolutely. You, were you playing in the hotel band? Yes. Well, I was playing with Tony. In the ho- there was a band that Tony had called Inf- Tony, and me, and Tony and these other um, uh, very well-known uh, Jamaican musicians. It was called Infinite Sensuality. Uh, and they were playing like five, six nights at the ho- uh, Intercontinental Hotel. Uh-huh. And I happened to be down there, and I sat in with them uh, during this five-week uh, sojourn that I had there, and of course, you know they love my playing because you know they don't, you know the improv. I mean, they got a, a good jazz uh, scene. They, they have a, you know Jamaican some really good jazz scene with Sonny Bradshaw. But I met all I met all the jazz Ernie Ernest, Ernie Wrangling and people right. like that. But I met them all. But a lot of the younger musicians really didn't have that much jazz background. Mm-hmm. So coming down there and, and, and just jamming with them, they, they loved the idea and they fell in love with my music. And I just, I just was a part of their band for like, you know, three or four weeks every night playing, with, playing uh, uh, all those Jamaican tunes, yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, you got uh, that reggae groove down. And- yeah, got the reggae groove down. But then after that, I met and had the pleasure of, of knowing uh, and becoming friends with Sonny Bradshaw, who was the uh, basically the the uh, the representative of Jamaican jazz trumpet player mm-hmm. who passed on, Sonny and his wife uh, Myrna Bradshaw embraced me and invited me to all the Ocherius Jazz Festivals Excellent. from 1993 all the way up to about 2007. So I would go down there every year and play the Ocherius Jazz Festival. So yeah, it was a nice. a very uh, uh, wonderful experience that I had in Jamaica. Excellent. Well, tell me about Nice It Up. So there, there's definitely the Jamaican party influence, the, the Afro-Caribbean vibe in that. Tell me a little bit about writing that, and, and, and then we'll play it. Yeah, well, the music. Nice It Up almost wrote itself. It was just incredible how it, it just kind of poured out of me. There was no preconceptions that I had, but I began to play it. I composed it first on the piano, and, and it... It was like a, a spontaneous composition. I didn't know really quite where it was going to go, but where it ended up, it uh, Quentin, who is my my uh, basically my partner at at uh, at um, Strut, he called. He said it, it sounded to him like it was almost 
Steve Reich meets, meets the pyramids. I feel Be- that. Because there's a serious repetition, yeah. trans-induced nature of it. Yeah. And, but the energy is still the pyramid's energy. Yeah. So, uh, and, but then, of course, it's a very party atmosphere and the whole, it was like celebratory. So I thought it was a perfect track to end the album. So we're going to start at the end with, with, <laughs> with Nice It Up, but dig into some deeper, some deeper root stuff. An incredible release. You sp- we're speaking in honor to have in the studio Idris Akamor of Idris Akamor and you. the Pyramids. Their new, uh, their and his new release, Afrofuturistic Dreams, out today on Strut Records. Uh, do not sleep on this record, but now we're going to play Nice It Up to start the party right here at KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5. Nice F- it up. Nice it up.
And that was from the new album from Idris Akamore in the Pyramids, Afrofuturistic Dreams, Nice It Up. Um, I want to let you know that KXSF is supported by uh, Old Jerusalem, a, fa- a small family-owned Mediterranean restaurant with a beautiful heated outdoor patio. Old Jerusalem is 16 years in the heart of the mission. Their West Bank cuisine is a traditional spread of Middle Eastern delights. You can check them out at www.oldjerusalem.co or visit at 2966 Mission at 26th, two blocks from 24th Street BART in San Francisco. Thank you, Old Jerusalem, for supporting San Francisco Community Radio. And thank you, Idris, for being uh, in the studio with us today. That is such an amazing track. As you said, <laughs> Steve Reich meets the Jamaican uh, party vibe. And <laughs> what, what, yeah, I was just taken with that tenor line. You, you, you were like, so, I don't know. You, you said something off mic about that was such an amazing thing to sort of discover, but then to practice and to bring to the band. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, a, it's a, an exercise in in different rhythms and uh, syncopation. Mm-hmm. And basically, the, the, it, it, it sounds, you know, the rep- repetition of it, but it's nothing is ever the same. You know, there's going to be a, it's going to be altered by a note or several notes, although it sounds, uh, you know, uh, repetitive. Right. Well, uh, you know, there's as we were talking about, there's all you're you're sort of bringing this album through 50 years of experience, um, delving into spiritual jazz, spiritual roots of jazz. Your practice as a as a composer, your practice in the community. Um, uh, with Rodessa Jones as a community organizer, your practice going to Africa to study with musicians and travel there. Um, I, tell me a little bit about that influence. We wanted to get into the next track, which has this distinct Afrobeat kind of vibe. Tell me about that influence on your music a little bit. And I know you were saying off mic, you were you spent so much time in South Africa working with Rodessa. Yeah, uh, Af- uh, you know, Africa has always been very much a, a foundation of my music ever since living there for close to nine months. And the kind of music I'm playing now is the kind of music I've always wanted to play. <laughs> I'm playing the kind of music I've always wanted to play, which is, to a certain degree, is so inspired, inspired by Africa. Mm. Uh, I won't necessarily say influenced, but inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also um, true about the music of Fela Ransom Kuti. Right. Uh, I, I, I've always been a lover of his music, of his uh, political outlook in relationship to uh, the status quo in Nigeria and what he had to fight and what he had to go through. Mm. His political, his his political stance, getting up and saying so much, and still, you know, seriously, a, a you know, party Afrobeat. Music, but so in other words, you, you create this entertainment value with a political, uh, political agenda, you know, like playing a, 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 a basically a track, like one of his compositions called "Zombie," classic. you know, is a classic uh, Fela piece, which is to a certain degree inspired me to write "Police Dem," and because "Police Dem" is kind of like pigeon. Police Dem, D-E-M, as the police. No, we're talking about police Dem, police Dem, you know. And it's a double entendre. It's like a double meaning. Mm. 
you know, police them. You're, you're, you're saying the police, and you're also saying police them. You know, give, uh, give you know, you know, to basically to con- control them to right. to that. That's what's so a double meaning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I didn't think about any of those things when I came up with the title or when I came up with the music. It just flowed out of me. You know, so all of this stuff, all of my music, all of my compositions, I have, I, I, it comes from my, from my core. Yeah. You know, I don't say I'm going to be influenced by this person or influenced by that person, but there's a certain amount of inspiration that I take from many of my, my heroes and sheroes uh, that I hear and, and inspire, inspire me. Well, police, um, that, that happened, that, that you were writing that around the time of the pandemic, and I imagine the George Floyd uh, murder and the insurrections around that, and, you know. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, just particularly the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the, the Elijah, the young man that was a, a violinist yeah. uh, that was, was also uh, killed, uh, I think it was in Denver or in that Colorado. Yeah, and number numerous so many names so many names but that that was that that you know that track is my homage to so many names mm, I feel that well maybe we should just play that and let the people feel this this is KXSFLP San Francisco the Friday morning frequencies with Idris Akamore celebrating his new album Afrofuturistic Dreams and uh I guess I should cue that up shouldn't I um this is Police Dem from Afrofuturistic Dreams, Idris Akamore and the Pyramids.
What's going on here? Okay, there we go. And that is, of course, Police Dem, Idris Akamore, and the Pyramids. We're honored uh, again to have Idris in the studio with us. We were just talking off mic, you know, just, the, uh, you know, in the context of the politics of that time and the politics of that piece, um, standing up for um, people uh, to, to live free of violence, especially free of state and institutional violence. Talking about the economy of, of, of being an artist also and how that, uh, you know, this, this album, Afrofruturistic Dreams, is coming out. Such an amazing release. But you have a 50-year catalog that you were just able to, to sell to support your ongoing work. Tell us a little bit about the, the economics of that and just standing up for, you know, you were able to retain your master's. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Such an amazing... Yeah, well, I never had a, I never thought ever that I could sell my catalog. I mean, it was kind of it was uh, maybe in the background that I know I know that certain um, uh, theater groups or certain organizations uh, or or certain uh, legacy like Duke, the Duke Ellington sells his music to you know like you know different colleges to have the archive. They buy the archive. They buy the Duke Ellington archive. They buy the Count Basie archive. Uh, but this is a little different when someone, and also what we found out is, of course, we talk about the Beatles sale mm, of the right, catalog. Right. Or we talk about Michael Jackson's sale of multi-million dollar, billion, close to a billion dollar, whatever it is, uh, for the sale of these, these commercial, commercial uh, uh, artists, popular artists. But there's also that same situation for certain jazz legacy artists certain jazz legacy artists they can who sell their catalog for uh you know six seven figure sum so i sold uh out of the blue right around this the pandemic time i began to archive all my music uh without the idea that i could sell it to anyone you know i just wanted to find a way to really embrace what i've done for 50 years Mm. so i undertook uh, an archival process where I, I gathered all my, my master tapes and I cataloged them and I archived them. Fortunately, unbelievably, all these 50 years, I've kept all these masters. Wow, right on. Somehow, and I've moved around kind of quite a bit, but I have kept all these masters myself, own, yeah. owned them. So that gave me a complete levity with being able to sell them. Yep. You know, in fact, it was interesting. When I was in Philadelphia at the Painted Bride, a gentleman came up to me and told me, you know, he gave me his name, and he said that he was with WYSO, which was at Yellow Springs radio station, Mm. and he was the guy that recorded The Collective in 1971. Amazing. Yeah. And and he, he said that, you know, he went back to Yellow Springs and went to WYSO, who still had a copy of that master. But at the time, I got the original master. Uh, and WYSO still has that master. So we had a, we had a conversation, and he was, he was amazed to know that it's just been released. Right. You know, that. So what I'm saying is that uh, after I did do the catalog, I was approached by Strut Records and their parent company, IK7, to buy my full catalog. That's amazing. And that was for a significant sum. And, but the most important thing is I was able to keep all my, my 
kind of all my publishing mm-hmm. and all my writing. Right. Because I've had my own publishing company since 1976. Mm. You know, I'm I'm with I'm with BMI Broadcast Music Incorporated, mm. and uh, as a publisher, my publisher's name's my publishing name is Aomawa Music, which is the name of my daughter Aomawa, mm. and my writer my my write I just my writing is under my name Idris Akamore Bruce Baker. You know, and so I can be sitting right here. You, you, one of the things you asked me was, you know, well, what am I doing? What am I doing now since I got off the road and yeah. do I have any plans? Well, quite frankly, the proliferation of my catalog is a part-time job unto itself. Sure. Because I'm, I'm getting quarterly statements all the time. Yeah. Uh, for royalties. Yeah. And these Amazing. quarterly statements come go for many. Like just this morning, I opened up, and this is a very interesting story. This morning, I opened my email. And I got my notice, my quarter, my 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 semi-annual notice from Inja Tunes, Inja Tunes, mm-hmm. which is a very big yeah, yeah. label. But the reason I got it was is basically that one of my tracks on King of Kings, called Queen of the Spirits, was was misappro- was was basically you might say stolen, but it wasn't stolen. It was misappropriated by Bonobo, who was a very famous London. Musician, popular musician, yeah. alternative popular musician, who he took, a, uh, he took a sample from Queen of the Spirits, and turned it into a mo- million played uh, uh, track called uh, Days to Come. Mm. Days to Come. So if you ever okay. want to go to Days we'll to Come, check, that, check out Days to Come. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's on. It was on Ballers. It's been all every place. It's been, it was like yeah. a hit. Right on. But you know, I just got some money every every week for that or got, whatever. Got twenty two hundred dollars today, yeah, yeah, right you know, for the quarterly statement. Yeah. So, uh, what I'm saying is that uh, it's like everything else. It's like planting a field. You've got to harvest that field, yeah. and you need time to do it because the whole musical uh, ecology right now has changed so drastically. You know, the whole idea of radio, the whole idea of Internet radio, the whole idea of influencers, you know, uh, Spotify, Pandora. How do you navigate all that? And the only way you navigate it is by putting time into it. Or you think that you're out or you think that it's something that you don't have to either consider or you're you're ignorant to it. You know, you don't understand that that if you're not in that game. You're kind of not in the game. Yeah. Some kind of word to, to young musicians there. You've done a lot of mentorship. Kind of keep your keep your rights. Keep those masters. You know, ch- you know, push push forward. But, you know, maybe hard at first. But, you know, in the end, you're going to reap those rewards. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and stay current in terms of what's going on. Yeah. Like, and one way to do that, like that's what we were talking a little bit about Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. You know, Bandcamp is right here in our backyard. Yeah. And it was a startup company years ago, a few year, only a, only a few years ago. Nobody even knew about who or what Bandcamp was. Right. But Bandcamp now is in our backyard. I think they now have a New York office. But they're a global music yeah. proliferation online platform. Right. And so you know, it's just you know, <laughs> I'm, ignorance I mean, is a, ignorance is a terrible thing. Yeah. 
well, work work all those mediums, work all that, and you you are clearly um, you know a, a adept and a master of that. You know, working in so many community venues and in theater and in and and you know with with this new release of your catalog through Strut, um, you were telling me that there's regular releases of of you know maybe fifty plus recorded concerts tell us a little bit there's there's a really interesting drop that's about to happen through that you were telling me off mic yeah uh, absolutely well out, out of the plus 20 something masters that uh, strut has a part of the catalog sale they're released they're going to be releasing this music over the you know the next 10 20 years okay. and this this year they've released almost you know a part of that catalog and I think one of the a, a, a concert that is next up that's already been kind of designed, the album, the cover has been, you know, uh, designed with the liner notes and all that, is going to be uh, the Pyramids Live at Kelly Hall. And Kelly Hall was the main concert spot at Antioch College. So when we came back from Africa, we did a lot of work around the Ohio area where Antioch is located, Yellow Springs, Ohio, but we're close to Dayton, Cincinnati. And around that time when we came back, we, we, we even opened several uh, large concerts with Weather Report. Uh, Weather, Report played, uh, uh, yeah. Weather Report played Dayton, and they played Cincinnati. We opened for them at those big, both, both of those big back concerts in back in the day. This was uh, 70, 73, 74. Mm. So, um, yes, it's, we did live shows that next up is going to be the pyramids live at kelly hall 1973 Excellent. so so look for that look for that on strut records obviously look for afrofuturistic dreams just out we're speaking with idris akimor the kxsflp san francisco idris i wonder you know it's getting closer to the 12 o'clock hour i wonder if we could uh uh implore you to play us a little solo to to maybe move into that is there, I know you're, you're, you're um, doing a lot of amazing upcoming events um, that um, uh, you're talking about taking a little rest, but, but a lot of signing parties, a lot of um, maybe some even some chamber ensemble work you were mentioning at uh, Record Shop in the Fillmore. How do people stay in touch with you and, and sort of hear about these events? Well, all you have to do, I'm getting ready to launch my website, and the website is basically... Akamore.com. Ah, right. com. So in an, a week or two weeks from now, all you have to do is go to Akamore.com, and that's one way to really keep me in, uh, keep, uh, in touch with me. Well, um, maybe, maybe we should play one more track as we get into this. Um, you know, I, I really, th there's a really lovely pairing on this album of uh, a track for your granddaughter, which I heard you perform at the Presidio Theater in your 50th anniversary celebration, Garland Rose. Yeah, Such a lovely track. It's kind of paired with the Requiem for the Ancestors right after that, in that progression of this incredible suite. Um, maybe we should play that. Tell us about Garland Rose, your, your, your sweetheart there. <laughs> Garland Rose, boy, she is, she is really something. She's five years old. And she's the daughter of my, my, my daughter, Aomawa Shields, and her husband, Stephen Shields. Uh, my daughter is a doctor of astronomy at UC Irvine. She just came up with a book, Life on Other Planets. And, uh, but Garland Rose, she's a sweetheart. She's a, she is so energetic. And, you know, she can't help but have 
music and theater in her blood because her, her mom was a, was a basically a classical violinist. Her grandmother is Margot mm-hmm. Flautus and myself. <laughs> She's got, I don't know how we should, we're going to deal with the, with the grandma and grandpa. <laughs> uh, on, on, she was, she, and I, we went to L.A. and she, she came up and danced on stage. She danced, she danced on stage at, in L.A., her first professional appearance there at you go. four and a half years old. <laughs> Props to girls. Yes, yes. Well, let's play that track, and maybe we can get ready for a little solo before you go. If okay, that, if that works. That's fine. This is this is the wonderful Garland Rose, a beautiful dancer. Yes, and and, and, a, and a new spirit. And this is that track. <laughs>
That was uh, Garland Rose from Afrofuturistic Dreams, Idris Akamore, uh, and the Pyramids, just out on Strut Records for his granddaughter. I want to let you know that uh, underwriting for KXSF is provided by City Beer, a family-owned community gathering spot to sip a fresh draft. While mingling with friends old and new, they offer a well-curated selection of beer, wine, and cider, both to enjoy on-site or to take home at their new place at 853 Valencia. Plenty of seating, outdoor parklet, all in the heart of the mission. City Beer, a San Francisco fixture since 2006, now located at 853 Valencia between 19th and 20th. Thank you, City Beer, for supporting KXSF, San Francisco Community Radio. And thank you, Idris Akamore, for coming through. Uh, talking to us about this new release, Afrofuturistic Dreams, just out on Strut today. And we're being blessed with a wonderful improvisational solo, I assume. KXSFLP and Idris Akmer live in studio. <laughs>
Idris Akamore, live at KXSFLP San Francisco. Thank you, Idris, so much. Thank you, Bob. Thank you so much. That was Clarion Call from my album, from my album, uh, We Be All Africans, Clarion Call. This is KXSFLP San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Thank you so much, Idris. I know we kept you a little after the noon hour, but it was an honor and always a pleasure to hear you, to speak with you about your work. And um, check out this new album, Afrofuturistic Dreams, just out on Strut Records today, the official release. Thank you for being here on that. Thank you, Bob. Hey, man. That was ah, my pleasure. All Thank right. you so much. You're and maybe we'll end with uh, a classic from... Um, Idris Akamore and the Pyramids from An Angel Fell, Tinoge. Is that, was I saying that? Tinoge. I've been saying it wrong all along. This is KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM. Thank you to Idris Akamore and thank you to creation and to artistic creativity. And as you say, artistic being, thank you so much. KXSF, Friday Morning Frequencies.
And that was from An Angel Fell, Idris Akamor in the Pyramids back in 2020, I believe, from An Angel Fell to Noge. And thanks again to uh, the legend Idris Akamor for coming through, playing us Clarion Call, a live improvised solo. And before that, some tracks from the new release just out, Afrofuturistic Dreams. Most recently, we heard Garland Rose for his granddaughter. Thanks again. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. And, and if you can support this kind of community radio, we would appreciate it if you could. We just finished our fundraiser, but always, always got uh, some needs and all of that. So uh, check us out at the website, kxsf.fm slash support. Click that donate button if you can. And, uh, you know, I think I was in the mood for a little Fela track. Because we were talking about the influence of Afrobeat and Fela Kuti, certainly on that song, Tinoge, from, uh, from uh, An Angel Fell. I'm going to play a little, a little Fela, and I'll be back at you in a moment. KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM, KXSF, San Francisco Community, Community Radio. From Abeguta City. Translation to original English. She pulled it in, come on. She pulled it in, come on. All those From Abeguta City.
God do they look for up for day It's gonna see for up for fight, yeah. Where do you go here? For up for fight.
Community Music Center is a San Francisco vital hub for music education and performance anchored in the city's Mission District and the Outer Richmond. Founded in 1921, CMC is a nonprofit organization providing high-quality music instruction to anyone, regardless of financial means, and inspiring students to reach their fullest potential. For information on classes, summer camps, or how you can help CMC enrich scholarships for in-need students, go to sfcmc.org. Thank you, CMC. Thank you for your work in the community. This is KXSFLP San Francisco with a long break and uh, yeah, excited and uh, was excited to have Idris Ackermore uh, of Idris Ackermore and the Pyramids uh, in the shop, so to speak. Transdimensional souls, Afro-futuristic. Doing his Afrofuturistic Dreams release, talking about that. We just heard um, a little bit of uh, Fela Kuti. Well, actually, we heard of quite a lot of Fela Kuti. Not the full edition, but still 15 minutes worth. Fela Kuti's Rofa Rofa Fight uh, re-released uh, back in 2021 on, uh, on uh, Knitting Factory Records. Before that, of course, the solo Clarion Call. An improvised solo live for you here at KXSF from Idris Akamore. Check him out at uh, soon to be the website akamore.com. And I uh, want to also just let you know uh, that uh, Noise Records is an underwriter for KXSF. They're an independent record shop, art gallery, and live performance venue located at. 3427 Balboa Street in the Richmond District of San Francisco. Noise specializes in local and independent artists, record producers, and opens each day at noon. So more information is on their website at sanfrancisconoise.com or by emailing noisemusicsf at gmail.com. Call in the shop is a possibility at 415-702-6006. Thank you, Noise Records, for supporting San Francisco Community Radio. KXSF 102.5 FM. Again, the title track, Afro-Futuristic Dreams from Idris Akamore's new music. Check him out. Again, look up IdrisAkamore.com, new website coming soon with some in-store appearances and some chamber ensemble stuff happening before he goes out on tour again. to Europe in March. And uh, thanks again to him. And also thanks to Kim Shuck, who came through in the... The initiator of the, of the um, Manifest Differently project, a year-long interrogation of the idea of Manifest Destiny, about how we communicate and can communicate with each other to heal through art, heal all that intergenerational trauma that burdens us individually and as a society. Check it out at manifestdifferently.org. Um, look it up. There is a 
big event, a new event, uh, the opening event, in fact, of this year-long project of collaborations, of interventions, of beautiful readings and beautiful art in the community at uh, Clarion Alley, at the uh, Clarion Alley Mural Project. Uh, this is one of the collaborators with ATA, with the Minnesota, Minnesota Street Galleries uh, down there in Dogpatch. 12 to 5, tomorrow, Saturday. A beautiful thing. Music, uh, poetry, new art, and conversation. Come through anytime, 12 to 5, Clarion Alley tomorrow. That's between the beautiful mural alley and project that runs between Mission and Valencia, very close to 17th, between 17th and 18th. And I think we're going to carry on with a few things. Uh, Gage is not coming through uh, off somewhere uh, in outer space. Looking for those off-the-hook tunes for you for next week. But DJ BK going to be in at 1 o'clock to take you away to realms unknown. But I want to uh, maybe carry on with with some more, you know, talking about London, talking about that scene over there. Um, one of the great, uh, one of the great institutions of the independent British jazz scene is a place called Total Refreshment Center. They just put out a compilation on Blue Note featuring some of the artists who come through there and our mainstays there. I played a bunch of this release, but I don't think I played this one from Australia. Originally, Australia's Zeitgeist Freedom Energy Exchange seems appropriate for this moment. This is Transmissions from the Total Refreshment Center, the LP. And ISA from the Zeitgeist Freedom Energy Exchange featuring Noah Slay. Noah Slee. This is it. KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM.
Baba and Jingetama. He was never around. Bringing Dinga and Namkanje.
Thanks to Seth. Friday morning frequencies wrapping up soon. This is Daniel David with Chaz Mafia. Tambor de Cura. Before that, Lura from Cape Verde in Portugal. Satan featuring Before that, Muti Light. O samba é o som que bate em mim, que cura e alivia a minha dor. O groove nasceu dentro de mim, e o meu coração é meu tambor. O samba é o som que bate em mim, que cura e alivia a minha dor. O groove nasceu dentro de mim, e o meu coração é meu tambor. Boteco da esquina Essa mistura do calor e da alegria E a noite chega de novo pra mostrar Quem vem Que bate em mim, que cura e alivia a minha dor. O groove nasceu dentro de mim e o meu coração é meu tambor. O samba é o som que bate em mim, que cura e alivia a minha dor. O groove nasceu dentro de mim e o meu coração é meu tambor.
KXSF, LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Want to give some props to DJ BK coming through, taking over from Gage. And this gentleman who will be in Flappy's chair when we go on to the, uh, back on to solely KXSF.FM. But he has another amazing show. Let's check him out, and then I'm going to tell you about something else. This is St. Shadrach inviting you to join me every Thursday afternoon from 4 to 6 for Shadrach's Inferno on KXSF. There's room for everyone in the Inferno, and we play it all. Unhinged punk, deconstructed funk, uncharted jazz, and dislocated pop. Tune in and turn up the heat with Shadrach's Inferno, Thursdays at 4 on KXSF. It contains traces of honky-tonk, chanky-chank, rubber-dug, gutter-glam, and red dye number 12. Indeed, it may, and I want to let you know that programming at KXSF is provided and brought to you in part by Standard Deviant Brewing in San Francisco. Standard Deviant is a craft brewer with an indoor beer garden atmosphere located at 280 14th Street in San Francisco's Mission District. Standard Deviant brews a wide array of fresh and local beers, including lagers, IPAs, Hyphavites, and Porters, and the infamous Orchata Cream Ale. Standard Deviant welcomes all races, genders, religions, and strives to support groups in San Francisco, making a positive impact on the community. Thank you, Standard Deviant, for supporting KXSF LP San Francisco. Wanted to thank again Idris Ackermore for coming through, Kim Shuck. Uh, for coming to the Manifest Differently opening is happening tomorrow, Saturday, 12 to 5, in Clarion Alley between Mission and Valencia. Uh, they're near 17th Street. And uh, I want to say thanks to DJ BK. I'm going to finish up here, actually. We have a little, um, we have a little Lon Moshi going on in the background. Ballad for Bobby Hutcherson feels like a, a thing to to honor in San Francisco, but uh, sorry, I'm not quite prepared for this moment. I meant to cue this up, but uh, I wanted to again mention one of our guests last week before we leave out of here. Uh, David James is uh, uh, having his premiere tonight of his Mission Rebel number one. Had a lovely. Uh, chat with David uh, just before rehearsals, in fact, last Friday morning, and um, he uh, was telling me about this this incredible performance coming up. Mission Rebels number Mission Rebel number one, searching for the Reverend Jesse James, a uh, examination of both his father's legacy and of community organizing and activism in the mission. Uh, just to finish out. This is uh, from David James, and uh, this is from his GPS release. This is two Z's, two P's from Billionaires Blues. Check him out at Brava tonight with the Mission Rebels number one. And I'm leaving you in the capable and extraordinary hands of DJ BK. This is David James.
KXSFLP San Francisco, it is almost noon, 102.5 FM.